0: are you ready for the best real estate investing advice ever join joe Fairless as he talks to successful real estate professionals and asks them to share their best advice ever from deal syndicators to wholesalers flippers property managers pest inspectors and everyone in between it's the best ever advice and none of the fluff let's go
1: A quick word from our sponsor, The Door Devil. Homeowners spend hundreds on alarm systems each year, but rarely reinforce the weakest point on the home, the doors. Bad guys know this, and that's why kick-ins are so common. Simply adding door devils virtually eliminates the home security gap. Sleep better tonight, reinforce your doors. Visit DoorDevil.com and enter BEST EVER to get an exclusive 20% discount on your purchase. Hello, Best Ever listeners. Welcome to the Best Real Estate Investing Advice Ever show. I'm Joe Farrell. I'm here with today's guest, Ankit Dougal. Ankit, good morning. Good morning, Joe. And thank you for joining us. I know you were out late last night. You got some really good news on a development project
0: that you're working on, and congratulations on that. Oh, thank you. You know, you got to be out there trying to get those deals, so... Yes, yes, yes,
1: and I uh, I wanted to speak with you because you have successfully invested and exited over fifty million dollars worth of real estate assets since since 2008. I know your primary focus um, has been on multifamily. You're also doing some tax lien stuff as well. So really
0: excited to speak with you, and really excited to speak with you as well, and uh, hopefully be able to give some value to your listeners.
1: Oh, and I know you will. (laughs) After speaking with you prior to this, I know you will definitely give a lot of value. So before we get going into your best real estate investing advice ever, can you tell us a little bit
0: about your background? Sure. So my background is pretty colored when it comes to real estate. I actually started in the real estate industry when I was about 19. Um, started doing it as a straight, you know, realtor or salesperson. Uh, that's how I got in, and I really got in to help pay for a school. Uh, it was my one way of making some money really quickly in the good days of the market. You know, you sell a house. It's way better than working a $9 an hour job. And slowly, my love for the business evolved. You know, I was uh, going through undergrad. I really learned the sales side of the business. I really wanted to learn more about the financing side of the business, I so went on to, broker hard money deals, went on to be a mortgage broker for a period of time, then went into title brokering, and then slowly back in 06, started doing my first investing, and when I was getting into MBA school, uh, when the market was really bad out there, I had a choice, either, you know, try to figure out what to do for work, or I start investing in weights market, you know, you weren't getting anything for work out there, so I just started investing, and started the the first firm back in oh eight and the whole idea was to buy distressed assets and flip them. And so over that period of time, you know, it successfully invested and exited over fifteen million dollars worth of asset valuations and that was a blessing and it was a great time and very stressful at the same time. I mean a lot of illnesses might have been flipping out there. It takes a lot of time and effort and slowly started getting to buy and hold in multifamily back in early 12, and that's been the predominant focus of, you know, buying and holding multifamily assets um, with now a specialty in tax liens as well, just because, you know, that's how you create wealth in the long run for yourself and your family.
1: With the multifamily focus um, that you, that you have, um,
0: what type of deals are you working on? Sure. So I work on a wide range of deals. I started off doing the traditional two families, three families. Slowly evolved that to the next level where you were starting to buy six families to twelve families, and now I do. I still do, you know, the occasional threes, um, more the sixes and the tens, and then I started getting a lot more into development now, just because the market has gotten so much better. With, uh, you know, cap rates going to historic lows, rents being at historic highs, it really started behooving us or not to start into that process. So, you know, I've, I've been in all factors of the acquisition front when it comes to that. I've never bought a 50-unit building in one shot, but I'm starting to develop projects that are to that level now. And you're in northern New Jersey, right? That is correct, right. So we're within uh, about – my most of my investment market is within 45 minutes of New York City.
1: So your six to six to twelve units are likely at a higher price point than other six to twelve units, say in the Midwest.
0: Yes, uh, typically we're paying anywhere from, depending on, you know, if you're in the urban market, then you're probably paying around seventy thousand a unit. To in the good parts of the market in the suburban, it can be upwards of one hundred and eighty to two hundred thousand a unit. And how are you financing these deals? So, uh, never ever got into, I guess, the uh, the zero down game that a lot of investors out there have done. I just I couldn't understand it, and I, I maybe not have been smart enough to do it. And so, you know, back in 2008, really just started syndicating a lot of the projects where, you know, we used to put in some of our own money that I saved up over time and then bring in investors. And to help develop this track record, started giving them a lion's share of the profits. Usually they would get 70 or 80% of the profits. And over time, just built up a good base. And so now a lot of our projects are a mix whereby, you know, we get some debt uh, from a traditional lender. Um, If it's a straight, simple, just value add investment, we then get some equity from. Our investors that we pool together usually in chunks of 50 or 100,000, and then we put in between three to five percent of the investment out of our own dollars as well. Okay, so
1: with that being said, with all that experience with, with multifamily, with uh, brokering hard money deals, title brokering, um, you know, in 2008 when you're buying distressed assets and flipping them, um, what is your
0: best? Real estate investing advice ever. My best real estate investing advice would be adaptability. It, it falls into that one word, and it's adaptability when it comes to the way you buy. It comes adaptability comes to the way you sell, and so market dictates a lot of that. You know, back in '08 when I started investing, you know, there's a plethora of market, you know, plethora of deals. You know, you can buy a deal at a 12 cap or you can buy a, a project at a 40% discount to fair market value. And so you had to adapt though at that time and buy these distress deals that you can flip, but you couldn't finance them through a bank anymore where the 100% days were back in the old four five markets. So we adapted at that time and we built that network of investors as the market starting to heal and the distress deals went away. We started looking at alternatives of how do we, acquire product uh, that's still discounted and so we adapted into buying 6 to 12 at that point because the smaller space of 1 to 4 with the retail investors got eaten up and there was still a lot of deal flow between that 6 and 12 uh, unit space because it was too big for the little guy but too small for the big guy and so we adapted and bought those and we were able to buy them at the same discounts and then as the market healed some more back in 13 we said okay how do we find yield and we adapted to tax lien so Adaptability is is my key advice to anybody. Be focused on your asset class, and so we have always been in multifamily, and even the tax liens we buy are backed by multifamily assets typically, but we 've adapted in the way we buy and sell our focus of multifamily.
1: I love that, and I love how you made the distinction between adaptability and focus because I hear a lot of people. Um, on the show, my my guests talk about focus, and um, what you're mentioning is staying focused on what you know, just simply adapting with the market and the best way to acquire the asset and the best way to um, you know work the deal based on what the market circumstances dictate.
0: That's absolutely correct. It's Darwinism, right? You know, it's the people who don't that die. That's part of life, and markets keep changing, and if you think what you've done four years ago, you know, the general structure of it still works, and you still buy a distressed deal below market, but how you buy it changes, and that's what makes, I guess, a good investor versus a great investor. You know, what makes a Sam Zell versus a Joe Schmo um, is the fact that, you can actually adapt and buy into these new markets and evolve your strategy, but you still keep your niche or your focus within your asset class.
1: Okay. Makes a lot of sense. You ready for the best ever lightning round? Sure. Let's bring it on. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Best ever book you've read.
0: Best ever book I've read, The Real Estate Game by William Pory. Best ever deal you've done. My first deal, uh, which was buying a single-family asset uh, back in the 08 market at almost a 40% discount and making a 35% return on investment in eight months. Best ever success habit you practice. Best ever success habit. Waking up in the morning early, at least an hour before you jump on emails and defining your key tasks that you have to accomplish for the day.
1: Best ever internet resource you use for real estate investing?
0: In our markets, what I love to use is the actual department of labor and statistics. I'm a big stats guy. So it gives me a good idea where new markets are evolving and markets are changing.
1: What do you look for exactly
0: on that website? Sure. So, you know, in multifamily, the demand drivers are pretty simple. Um, you know, it's household formation, it's job growth. Um, those two aspects lead to higher growth rates in rent in the long run. And so, what I'm trying to track on a quarterly, if not an annual basis, is what key markets or cities uh, within, I'm just New Jersey focused, and within that, it's at 45 minutes. So, I really have a a mechanism whereby I try to track every city in this market and see, okay, where are they trending on a annual basis and a trailing five year basis on job growth and on household growth, and those markets that are unloved but have good fundamentals. You know, going back to Warren Buffett, I mean, you know, Warren Buffett and these guys who teach about fundamental investing. That's the, that's the new markets we then try to get into. Since we're putting long bets and holding these properties now for a long period of time. We're trying to get into markets that have good fundamentals behind them. Best ever quote: Never, ever, ever give up.
1: Churchill. What's the best ever place to reach you? Best ever place to reach me is my cell phone, or you can reach me on Twitter. And what what are the what are your digits if you want to give them out?
0: Sure. Somebody give me a call at two zero one seven five four. 8671 or you can reach me on twitter at at a n k i t underscore r e r
1: all right well Ankit, is there anything that we didn't talk about that you want to mention
0: just keep on keeping on is what this advice i can give you uh to invest i mean to the listeners out there you know every day it's a deal every day is a struggle but in the long run it pays to be in real estate
1: All right. Well, thank you so much, Ankit, for sharing your best ever advice with the best ever listeners and uh, really looking forward to hearing more about your success and staying in touch. So thank you. Thank you, Joe. All right. Bye.